This is episode nine of the Filmmaking the Hard Way podcast. I am Josh Folan, and unlike previous installments of the Long Dormant Pod here, I am not having a coffee with a talented filmmaker in the low to micro budget space. Thanks to the global pandemic riddled post apocalyptic nightmare this conversation occurred in, no coffee is involved, and the conversation occurred over a Zoom call. The conversation is nonetheless between filmmakers accustomed to working with limited resources, though, and about a project produced with exactly that challenge. Kate Cortellu is returning to the pod, and we are again discussing the project we produced together, Ask for Jane, but this time it's after Kate had read the manuscript to my new book, Still Filmmaking the Hard Way. The book is a case study of three feature films I've produced over the last few years, so this conversation is her perspective on my recounting of the process from start to finish, what I frequently got wrong, and maybe a thing or two I got right, with the occasional forgotten anecdote drizzled in. The book was released July 1st, 2020, and is available digitally in all the places humans read things these days, Kindle, iBooks, Nook, Kobo, etc., as well as in paperback via Amazon. And away we go. I am here with... Hey, Cortellio. <laughs> and I'm Josh Fulton, and we're going to be talking about uh, her read through my perspective of our film pr- produced together, Ask for Jane. <laughs> Did you ask me to pronounce my name because you weren't sure how to say it because I changed it? Uh, no, but I'm glad that we did it that way because I, I probably will not get it right every time. My, my agent says it wrong. No, no one can figure it out. I, uh, I don't know what I was thinking. Say it again for me one more time. Cortellio. Cortellio. Cort- I think that's what I say. I don't know. <laughs> Cort- Cort- I'm no, Cortellio sounds weird to me. Cortellio. Yeah, I mean, that's probably what I say. Brooklyn. <laughs> Well, if anyone has to sit and talk about it and how to pronounce it, that impound that pounds it into their head even that much more. So it's yeah, actually... that's what I said. But I was talking <laughs> to my manager about changing it. She was like, "No one's going to be able to pronounce it." And I was like, "Good, they'll have to learn." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Well, yes. Thank you for doing this, and uh, I'll just cut into it with my first one. Do you hate the Google Drive? <laughs> I kind of I find it a little stressful and confusing but I know that you love it and so I want to figure it out better <laughs> well you will certainly be subjected to it again uh, should Amador come to fruition so uh, you'll should? have should it you know, I know Here, you know I'll say this I, that's how I would always word something because that's my glass half empty thing but I will also say that uh, so the folder hierarchy on my computer where I like keep all my work shit right in my, my documents folder. I have within my work, my knee entertainment shit, there are, there, well, there's a bunch of folders, but there's three different ones for different projects. There's prospective projects, there's developing projects, and there are completed projects. Mm-hmm. And the idea is perspective is obviously things that may be something I get involved with. Developing are ones that I'm actively trying to make happen. And there are completed ones that are done. They are in pro like the shoot is either about to happen or it has happened and amador is in the completed folder already so wow <laughs> look at that that is a test and that and as i did that i probably said something to myself that i said in the book many times that you are an unstoppable human being and i expect that that'll be the case so uh don't take what i just said more importantly than my actions which anyone should 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 feel that way about these <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, I guess to start, just tell me kind of like, you know, Shawnee, I think I told you this already, but when Shawnee was talking about it, he's like, it gave me anxiety to go through these things, particularly through your perspective. So I guess what, just generally, what was, what were some of the things that are most worth talking about, I guess, that came to mind as you walked through this process again, through my recount of it? 
I mean, I, I thought you were very fair about everything, which does not surprise me at all. So I, I didn't have experience with <laughs> Shawnee because I well, didn't his, feel- Well, his anxiety wasn't necessarily, I don't think he meant that he felt uh, slighted or anything, just that making these things is fucking stressful and having to and walk through it beat by beat like that, you know. I have to say I got mad all over again on the whole the manager. Thing. <laughs> oh my God. I think I kind of like pushed out of my mind and then reading it again and reading the emails. So frustrating. So frustrating. Yeah, that was a frustrating thing. Um, that was, that's why I included it though because I mean that is a very much a, you know, I don't know. There's definitely something to be learned in there. I don't know. Maybe what, maybe it's not my place to say what it is, but I think there's something to be learned in there. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I told you about this. When you asked for a recommendation for a commercial producing gig in LA, um, I, I gave you like a super glowing recommendation. I was texting with the guy and he was like, more candidly, like just between us, is there anything that I should know? Like any red flags or any just, you know, I, I know you're not going to say anything bad about him, but like, yeah. and I was like, well, if I'm looking for like, something that could be perceived as a con, I will say that he is definitely somebody who's going to stick to his morals, regardless of like <laughs> making the actors comfortable because he will do what he believes is right. And to my mind, it, it pretty much is. So like, you can take that as a con if you want. Honestly, it makes me like him even more. <laughs> uh, that guy ended up, and I, in, yeah, that guy and I ended up, well, I wouldn't say butted heads, but I think on the, we did two of them together. And I think the second one, I think I was too much for him. I was like, you know, he wanted to do something a certain way. And I was like, that's the wrong way. And like, I would not budge off that position. And I think that was, we didn't, that's why we didn't. I, I know they've done more of those commercial shoots since. Cause I actually hired, accidentally hired one of the actors that worked on one of them. And she was like, Oh, are you still doing things with John? We like, you know, I was like, Oh no, I didn't even know those were still happening. <laughs> but we did two together. <laughs> uh, nothing, nothing lasts forever. I'm sure we'll have our day someday too, Kate. <laughs> I <don't think> so. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, how right or wrong was I about your reasoning for wanting to make the film? Yeah, you were right. It was good. I, I mean, I'm, I have, I have predictably like um, notes. Do you want me to go through my notes? <laughs> like for that specific? Yeah. Do you have like notes for that specific? No, I have notes throughout of like of uh, things, either either like little tweaks or me being like, that's not how it happened. Uh, but also, you'll you'll like this note. Um, well, I'll, yeah, I'll get to my, I'll get. I have a question. I, we'll get to a question where I'm actually think, what the fuck did I fuck up? That's absolutely a question. So when we get there, we'll go through those. I'll just say my my last note that I wrote, which was, you were right, I was wrong about slam dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. like I said, I it almost upsets me more that I didn't just do what I wanted there because there was no actual downside and I should have, I don't know. That was, that was the thing I would say, I think I mentioned in the writing that, you know, there were a number of occasions where I, I should have been pushed harder, I think. And that was one of my bigger mistakes in the project was times where I should have pushed harder uh, because of whatever my stupid beliefs are. And, you know, if I got outvoted in those situations, whatever, but at least be more adamant in, in, in those cases and, and be, you know, express your opinion. So, so down the line, you can at least say, well, I told you so. So you at least get that satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you were the most experienced of any of us. Right. Well, that's the, all the more reason why I should speak the hell up, you know, of course. That's why I'm there. That's why I got hired. So, um, uh, okay. So what are, so there, here you go. So what are some of the other notables I got wrong uh, in, in my recountings? 
Um, first of all, I did not pay for legal Zoom or any other such nonsense. I did what you told me to, and I went directly to the state website and I paid $200 flat because I did what? it again for Amador. I, I so viscerally remember you telling me it was too late that you'd already done it. And I was so upset about it. I don't think, I remember I was sitting at like a temp job or something and I was like on the phone with you and I was texting. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Cause uh, I'm, I'm think maybe not. I, I want to say, no, you know not, what, you know what I'm it was? Reimburse I you I for it. So I, I would think I had to send you 500 bucks at some point. I might even have the receipt that I went back to. I'll double check. Yeah, you look for that receipt because I don't need it. <laughs> because when I was doing it for Amador, I was like, oh, yeah, I know how to do this. Because I've done yeah. it before, which must have been fast for Jane. That's a pretty good testament to that being the case, if it looked familiar. 200 even. Unless you're just clairvoyant on, on the Department of New York Department of Corporations website front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. What else? Um, you said that you found Tan Mai on like Craigslist or Mandy or something. I did hire my Mandy, didn't I? Did we get him somewhere else? You no, know, he's my friend. He oh, directed really? me in a movie, and he is not a location manager. He's just a good guy. Yeah, I know he, that. Yeah. He heard about like all of our struggles and how hard I was trying to find, how hard we were trying to find a location manager, and he was finally like, "Hey, man, if you really can't find anyone else." I'll help. Like I've done it for my own movies, so it's on a smaller scale, but like I'll help you out if I can. And I was like, Tan Mai, you're the best. Oh man. Yeah. I told, I could have sworn. Yeah. I did not have, that was just, I, yeah, I definitely had no like uh, record backup of that thought. That was just where I thought we got him. Hmm. He's a good guy. I, he was, yeah, he did a good job. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, especially, uh, you know, it's, it's one thing, because we had the agreement that we talked about where it was just going to be like a two-week deal. He finds them and passes them off. And, of course, that was, you know, in hindsight and probably should have been foresight, a completely unrealistic expectation. Uh, so there was plenty of work to be done after that window. And, you know, he, uh, it's not – he didn't just go, yeah, I'll do everything still. But we, like, worked out a very amicable solution to, like, cover all the bases and get it all done. Which was, like, uh, even nicer because that's not what he does. He was right. just, like, helping us. Precisely. Now, yeah, I did great. I mean, yeah, and he was, you know, he referred our scripty too. So, I mean, there were uh, a couple of things that he was very, very helpful with. She was Honestly, great. in reading your book, I was struck by just like what a lovely, positive attitude you actually have throughout and like all the stress and like the chaos that was happening behind the scenes. You were, you were just like raving about all the beautiful work that everybody did. And I thought it was very sweet and lovely. Oh, in hindsight, that's so easy to do. But <laughs> for some people, but not for others. For some people, they'll just like look at what was wrong or like wishing that they could do something differently. And you don't do that. You really just talk about like what a great job and how hardworking everybody was. And I think that's a testament to why people want to keep working with you too. Hopefully so. Uh, I mean, I also, I think, you know, we got, I say it so many times, we got that project. So many things had to go exactly right in order for that to not only get finished ever, but or get, get finished at all, but to come in on time and properly uh, without any, you know, shit happens, of course, but nothing major got us off track at any point. And the idea of that happening on a project with that many moving parts, with the period thing going on, and the small amount of money we had was just a, a borderline 
<laughs> a miracle, well, you know, so. Reading it again, reading your recounting of it, so fucking crazy. I can't believe we <laughs> pulled that off. Because, I mean, I've never done it before, so I was like, yeah, this is possible. And now, having done it, fucking insane. It is, it is. Uh, but, yeah, so the point being that, you know, uh, the, if we had people who did not warrant saying good things about them for the most part, uh, that never would have happened, you know, so. Also yeah. not hard. It's not, not any kind of stretch to say we had great people working with us. Um, what else? Anything else? Yeah, well, okay, so we actually, the making of the Genesis, we didn't ever bring any pages from Ask for Jane to Shelter. No. No, like so many people from the shelter were instrumental in making the film happen, especially Phil and Rachel um, and Greg by connecting us to you. Right. But we didn't actually bring pages in. We did bring them into uh, New York Women in Film and Television. They had a new works lab. So we brought the pages in there and had a little industry reading through them. And that's where I connected with Karen Spruck from Planned Parenthood. Mm. And it was... Karen, who ended up getting us that footage from Smith College that we used in the intro. Okay. I should have <laughs> listened to this. I should have actually just in advance of writing that because that was before I was there. So why the hell did I not even speak to you in advance of just <laughs> 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 and just guessed on that stuff? Or not even guessed. I mean, I, I, I just pieced it together and how like I assumed <laughs> it went, you know, uh, which is probably not the way you should do research. <laughs> It's a reasonable assumption. We're both, you know, that's how we know each other is through the shelter. Sure, sure. But yeah, we didn't actually bring it in. Okay. Okay. Um, also on NYWIFT, um, I didn't reach out to every single member. I did research every member. It was about 2,000 people. But I only reached out to the ones who look like they might have money and be interested in a project like this. Okay. And they were all emails. They weren't phone calls. Well, how did Jennifer? Jennifer did, couldn't have looked like she had money, did she? No, Jennifer, I met at a networking party. Oh, uh, it wasn't just on the list? Okay. Mm -mm. I was talking to someone else at a networking event about the film, and they were like, oh, you must meet Jennifer, and then they like brought me over, and that's how I met her. Mm. But uh, Caroline, I sent an email, and I actually still have it, the one that like got me a meeting with her. Nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, I sent it through MailChimp. Like a newsletter? Like, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, how many? Oh, I can actually, I can, I can answer that for you if you don't yeah, mind. You, yeah, I, was, I, I would think you'd be able to look it up. See the actual yeah, I can. Oh, I totally yeah. can. Please hold. Do you do you think? So me. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, it, it's impossible. <laughs> but I wish there was a way to ask your subconscious and not your not your conscious whether or not, knowing all you know now, this much further down the road after the fact, would you still send that same email to all those same people? You know what I mean? Like, would that? Would you do that now, or was your 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 uh naivete <laughs> is, that, is that the phrasing or, or the pronunciation rather uh yeah. is that why uh is that at the root of doing that 
or was it just I don't give a shit and would you still do that I might still do it I think I still do it because the thing is like it absolutely was naivete that led me to do it but I also feel like that's what kept me going through all of the no's because there were so many people who were like you're crazy please leave me alone unsubscribe or would have meetings with me and tell me in person that I'm crazy and this is impossible and I would just be like then why are you wasting my time I'm gonna do it with or without you so if you don't want to do it you can just fuck off and that's basically what happened <laughs> for sure for sure I feel like you have to have that level of determination to get anything big done sure yeah I mean you know I have my whole soapbox thing about collecting the nose and everything yeah I mean it is mm-hmm. If it means anything to you of hearing detraction from your idea or your plan or whatever, um, you know, within, within a, there's, there's a certain level of hopefully any ways you're willing to accept constructive criticism and at least listen to it and consider what just, you know, it's a, it's a, like a, a big directing point I always have. Like directing is a big, in my opinion, anyways, one of the big thing, challenging things about it is you're all, you know, you're, you should be feeling all the information you possibly can. And a good director is able to discern which of those pieces of information, whether well-intended or constructive or not actually serve that end core thing. That's driving this whole fucking ship car plan, whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, and that applies to producing too, I think for sure. And then collecting the nose was such a valuable piece of advice that you gave me because do you remember when we got rejected from Sundance and I called you and I was of crying? I did. did I not put that in there? I should have put that in there. No, and you didn't put it in there. Yeah. You talked me down. I was yeah. distraught. Yeah. You were? You were quite mm-hmm. distraught. And, and then you talked me down. And what did I say? I was I was like, I was like, what I, if we I don't know. I mean, we know each other pretty well by then, but like, I still, if it were, if that were like, say, okay, say that were a friend of mine, a lifelong friend who uh, I felt I could say literally anything to, and I'm close to that with you, but I would, I still would censor myself a little, uh, I think, relative <laughs> to someone like a high school friend, perhaps. Uh, if that were someone I knew all my life and they called me about that with that, after all we had done up to that point with this project, I would have said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> do you like I, and i kind of did say this but not as not as crassly uh we are so lucky to have heard as few no's as we have to this point you know uh the idea of being distraught about this one or anyone really at any point uh, right now where we were at in the timeline of this i was like is asinine <laughs> because we have I been so fortunate you might have used the word asinine i think you yeah. didn't really pull any punches which was it wasn't like you were you were calming me or you were being like, no, well, yeah there's no way i told you to shut the there's no way I just told you to shut the fuck up, though. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would absolutely tell uh, a, a lifelong friend in that context who knows me well enough to know what my intent behind saying that is to shut the fuck up there. <laughs> Which would have been, you know, called for. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, any, any other glaring mishaps? Oh, that grant, the $1,000 grant from Awesome Without Borders? I didn't apply we didn't apply for that grant. They found the project, I think, through the crowdfunding outreach, and oh, they just really? loved the idea. And they were like, "We think this is awesome, and we are awesome without borders." Here's a thousand bucks. That is very cool. Yeah, it was very nice. Um, did you talk about? I don't remember it. The camera situation, like the cool, awesome camera package we got, thanks to Caitlin Maycheck. Sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Tim Marino's name specifically is in there a few times. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Phil's Phil's house. You have his address on the call sheet on page 59. And I think we should take his address off so people don't know where he lives. Yes, for sure. On page 59 50. in the word duck. It's one of the pictures, like a call sheet or something, or maybe like a list of locations, but it has his address where he lives. I combed those so thoroughly for any sort of actual identifying information. That's infuriating to hear, but yes, of course. <laughs> <All right. laughs> mm, wardrobe. Josh, so many of those pieces that showed up on camera were my personal wardrobe. Oh, Jesus, okay. So many of them, I counted, I think it ended up being like 40% of the clothes on camera were from my own closet. You computed a ratio. Yeah, <laughs> I was mad about it. <laughs> Okay, I'll add it. I'll add it. Forty percent is a high number, and honestly, the, I think the the crazier thing about that would be not that you provided it and it worked out that way from your end, but that of we brought so much shit from Jennifer Storage. So the fact that we could find a way after bringing all that, and that she was making the determinations ultimately, and not end up using more than a a 60 40 ratio of her of her inventory is kind of astonishing <laughs> well, there's a, there's a lot of stuff of hers that we didn't end up using for various reasons either it didn't fit characters or it was a pattern that would strobe that was a big thing mm. like the strobing patterns on the camera yeah. and contention around that i remember okay You've made me doubt my, my ratio, though. I did, I did calculate it at one point, but no, I'm not for sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Adding, uh, adding emotion-fueled statistics to our... To, <laughs> no. Emotion-fueled <laughs> well, statistics. Um, you, I don't remember that Sophie almost didn't make it to the, court, to the, to the jail scene. Yeah, that, you that, that from me. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, then there's a bunch of stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, there's that's just that was an email chain that never, and it, you know, it never came to any sort of actual uh, thing because it was she was she was telling me that, you know, it was like six p.m. or something, and it's like if she's not gonna be there the next day, there's no reason. You guys were in the process of shooting, so there's no purpose to, like, oh my god, some shit might happen. Ugh, what are we gonna do? And like try to figure out a solution. There's no point to do it. We am waiting until the end of the day. And just sorting out then was the only way to handle that. And fortunately, so stressful though. Thank you for not <laughs> bothering me with it. My goodness. Uh, well, ah. uh, even putting, I mean, I had the good fortune of having still a detailed email history to go through to build a lot of that. Uh, even you know, I there's a ton of stuff. I mean, if you if you want if you just want to know how many times some shit almost happened that very few other people ever found out about, like much of that didn't make it in there because it didn't happen. So there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> well, another one that you, I think we're back at base camp. So I don't know how much you've dealt with this, but the courthouse day. No, you were there. The no, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. yeah. the big, the big off campus days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember one of the main actors was ill? She was sick and she was really mad that we didn't have a medic on set. And she was talking about just leaving. I don't remember that. I mean, I, there was a. Wait, I'll there, tape. I'll tape. Do you do you know who I'm talking about? I know I, there was an actress who was upset at the end of the day, but it was about getting to pick her kid up, 
Uh, no, not... I'm, I'm, I'm putting it in the chat because this is an interview that people might, but. Oh, I mean, yeah, you know, it, that particular individual, unless it was something massive, I expected little rumblings of, of uh, unrest coming from her little personal camp at all times. So like, oh, I don't, feel, I don't feel well would have just slid right off my back. Uh, especially during that day when we had enough to worry about as it. I mean, it like worked for the scene anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I watch the footage, I'm like, oh yeah, I can tell that she's sick, but it, like it really works for this. <laughs> uh, her one day illness. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So the anecdote that you talk about with the stealing a shot in the park where we don't have a tripod, it's a, it was a steady cam. We had a steady cam. Right, right. Um, I think it was one of the days, I think it was Brendan. Um, yeah, it, well, Brendan did every day except the one at the courthouse. Yeah. Or, yeah, the courthouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a walk and talk with me and Cody, mm -hmm. and a, a guy from the parks department rode up in like one of those little golf carts okay. and said that we couldn't film there. And I pulled up the thing on my phone and I ended up like just sweet talking him for like a little while and being like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm looking at the thing here and it, it looked like it said, because we don't have a tripod, if we're in your way, we can totally go somewhere else and shoot there. Is that okay? Like, just really like, and, and he was like, okay, it's fine. Okay, so did you? I did I not? Are you saying so? I didn't talk to him. I'm before? saying that I am not in that story, and I was an integral part of it. Oh, okay, but I mean, <laughs> did, so but what I'm asking is, like, was the did? Because I remember, I know for a fact, I I remember talking to Josh on the phone mm -hmm. and having him pass the phone. Uh, was so did did you do that before or after? Like, basically, I think did, it might have been during actually. Okay. Because like Josh talked to him first, right? And then and then was a little worried and and then I kind of swoop in because I was like this is time for producer hat yeah <laughs> uh yeah so did um, did when you did that though did he is that when he walked away and fucked off yeah okay yeah 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 I was super sweet to him and I showed it to him on my phone I had it pulled up right there and, and he like read it and he was like okay yeah very nice. Very nice. Uh, I'll, I'll add your superhero moment as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this isn't related to Ask for Jane. I just, because I know Zach now, I really enjoyed the ice cream story. Yes. And it is so Zach, is it not? It's so good. Yeah. I can picture it so perfectly. Like, not in any way, just like, you know who he reminds me of actually is Seth Green a little bit. Like the vibe. I, I could get into that, sure. Right? Definitely doesn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> like in a nice way. Like he's very good natured. Sure, sure, he's sure, not, sure. Yeah. He can be, and he, I've told, he, this is not something that uh, he would be surprised to hear me say. He, I mean, you know, I've hired him a million times. I clearly like him a great deal, but the, he can, he will absolutely, like if something isn't right or bothers him in any way, shape or form, he, he will be, he can be so bitchy about it. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, he can be so bitchy. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's there's never been a time where he's been. I would say he was he got that way, and he was like drastically in the wrong or anything. Um, but if there's a disagreement where he feels differently, much in the same way I am, <laughs> which is why I probably I like him. Uh, he's he's not willing to uh, back down when he feels he has the right perspective. Now, I'm mm -hmm. sure that is actually what I like about him. Come to think of it. But yes, the ice cream story is fantastic. I, I, I wish <laughs> I, I wish that. I had a. 
I wish I had a, the, the part where he is like on the other side of the park, not giving a shit that he's late eating his ice cream cone. Like I wish <laughs> I had a picture of him standing there because yeah, it is just, it's, it should be his uh, uh, profile photo for eternity. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm picturing it on a business card, like taken from far away him just like in the corner, like eating the ice cream. Yeah. He was like, I mean, you've been to worldwide plaza you know the line of like the they're in front of the building with the starbucks there's like a line of those things that are like posts he was like leaning against one of those posts <laughs> at the sidewalk level like next to where the burger joint is on 49th uh and yeah i mean we, we were like in the chairs that sit in the middle of the plaza and we were just sitting there staring at him like that's definitely him. <laughs> um I only have one other note besides the things to email you, which is just a question on page 167. Um, you have the address of where we shot on Peter Cooper Road. And I think that was someone's home. That's the kitchen scenes, right? Yeah, but it's a high yeah. rise. It's a high rise. That's true. Yeah. yeah. There's like a thousand apartments in there. I'm not too worried about giving away there. <laughs> Honestly. Josh, I forgot until I reread until I read this how we had imagined that Airbnb to be just our base camp, just our production yeah. studio, and and like not really shooting there at all. Yeah. Because I was reading it and I was like, no, you got this all wrong. Like we we did all kinds of scenes there, and then I kept reading and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a total. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, I already said it and you already read it but i don't know how the hell that would have worked without the philip thing happening i think that you did a really um lovely job of walking through that whole harrowing experience too uh just the recounting of it you mean yeah yeah it was crazy i don't know i don't know if i've ever been in a more uncomfortable in fact, no, fuck it. I wouldn't even say there's a debate there. There's no debate in my mind that that was the most uncomfortable work thing that's ever happened to me, you know, because of, not because of the dying, like the death uh, wouldn't, that I could have, that would have been, you know, it would have sucked, but I, whatever, like Phillips response to it was the tough thing because he wasn't, you know, he just wasn't doing the exact, the, the traditional expect, expected reaction that, you know, you can say all the, the canned shit that you say when something like that happens, you know, it just it left us nowhere to go. Nothing, there's just no way to deal with it, you know, and it was so, so weird. I wish um, I'd been there to help too, because, you know, I've, I've known Phil for so many years. And right. when I first met him, when he started coming to shelter, he was writing a play kind of about his mom, about a, a person with um, Alzheimer's and forgetting and like you really had said his goodbyes so many years before and it was really just a, a game of waiting yeah I mean that you know I don't I'm not sure it's in there or not no that would have been a little excessive I think but I mean yeah the you know when he was showing me the place like the day or two before we were shooting we were out back and he was like showing me something about the garage or something and we were looking through the window and I saw um the caretaker and and uh he actually had his mom in the kitchen there uh at that point just a couple of days they must have moved her to the living room like right before we were, just because we were shooting i think and yeah, I, think, I think that's true 
yeah and you know i started the window and like you know i just made some passing comment of like you know i don't know just trying to make conversation and like his response to that even was just like cold you know like yeah it sucks you know he's also such a dry humored man right (laughs) like he's so funny in a way that people never realize that he's joking sure sure uh but yeah even that like even you know before the thing happened that was already like oh, that was fucking okay <laughs> and i'm a pretty tough person to put in a place where i got nothing to say so uh the fact that he did that to me twice is a hell of an accomplishment i think <laughs> he's a superb writer too you have to come to shelter you can you can read some of well i read I, you sent me we we read one of his well uh, there was a play that you sent me of his i've read one of his plays before I can't remember what was it. The one with the older man and the girl who worked at Planned Parenthood. That doesn't sound familiar. I feel like it was a very contained idea, and I think that's maybe why. Uh, That would have been it. It was a two-hander, or no? There's one third character who comes in towards the end. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Oh, I guess. And there's a ghost, so kind of four characters. Yeah, ghost really doesn't sound familiar, but maybe I don't know. I read a lot of shit. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, I appreciate those notes. Thank you. I, I will, will that there's enough there that I'll definitely have to, along with the typos, uh, sit down and, and spend probably all of tomorrow morning. Thank you, Kate, for giving me work, more work with this. <laughs> well, I have, I have my own work too, because I have to write your forward, which should be how many words? Uh, I, there's, and it's not really, honestly, if you can write something that's feels like it belongs as an intro to the book uh-huh. in a, two sentences great <laughs> like there's the, the nothing is too succinct uh in my opinion so that you know i don't know i mean most of my find that most of them in books are like a page and some change maybe you know okay um, um but, and then i also have to write to our distributors and get deliverables for our cast and crew uh because i lost the, the coin flip and yeah. uh then drop the ball I, I dropped the coin so yeah you did i'll, I'll go do that that's how I learned that exists. I, I will use that website again, probably. Okay. Uh, is there any, back to these stupid questions here. Uh, is there anything you think I'm being too brutally honest about in there? Hmm. I mean, like the, the emails with those distributors from, this is an Ask for Jane related, but the, those, that email thread at the end there, it gets real contentious. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you got you got names on there. You're calling them right the fuck out. But I also <laughs> feel like it's kind of justified because yeah, they were I, shitty. So yeah. I don't really think that is too much. Yeah, with the distributors, I'm past it. I'm past the mining your P's and Q's because you're worried about your long-term. Like, no, fuck those people. <laughs> like I am. And honestly, there's – there's, you know – I don't know how you, how much of that shit you pay attention to, but there there's a little bit of a movement, maybe maybe generally uh, socially uh, in a widespread social sense. This is perhaps an overall thing happening. Uh, that's a bigger conversation, but like even within the confines of just film distribution, as it relates to the independent sector, uh, there's been like um, actually one of the guys I'm gonna do an interview with was it's easily the most uh, widely listened to independent film podcast, indie indie film hustle the guy that runs that al ferrari is uh he started the facebook group and it kind of like became a thing about predatory distributors it started because a distributor went under which was a big aggregation company and they stole a bunch of money and like just they just dropped off the face of the planet it was like 
probably the most used, like if you're going to self-distribute aggregator, which is like distributes to other platforms, you know, um, Amazon, fucking iTunes, whatever it is, they're the intermediary that you have to go through to get it there. And they, you know, in turn collect all the fees from uh, those companies before it goes to the filmmaker and they just fell off the face of the planet and like so many people got screwed out of money and like and on top of that they can't even get the rights back for their film because they technically have that's that's one of the really fucked up things about taking a bad distribution deal is not only do you lose that revenue and however whatever happens with unclaimed money but you technically don't have the rights to your film and those platforms have a document that says this company is the controlling entity of your film. So you can't even, they won't even let you relist it until that runs its course legally. So, you know, yeah, huge thing. So um, there's been like, that started a big conversation where people are like really calling people out and stuff now. So. uh, I mean, honestly, I found your, your emails to them kind of inspirational in terms of standing up for yourself. Because I feel like so many filmmakers and certainly me and like as an actor, I've done this where you're just so excited that someone said yes and someone wants to work with you that you just say yes and you don't, whatever you don't stand up for yourself. Even as these things are happening, you keep making excuses for them. It's like an abusive relationship almost where you're like, oh, but I'm sure you just, it's okay. You just are running behind. It's going to be fine. Maybe next yeah. week. <laughs> or not next week. Okay. Maybe after that, you know, like. Right. Good for you for fucking taking a stance. Yeah, no, I mean, the, yeah, and that's exactly why that, this, that industry uh, has lasted in the way that it did for as long as it did because, you know, there is just a level of hope and just wishful thinking um, with the independent filmmaker that has been preyed upon since the beginning of time, pretty much. So, fuck them, yes. <laughs> Rachel, uh, I think, saw your Instagram post about your book. And she texted me and was like, have you read Josh's book? And I was like, I'm not done with it, but almost. And she was like, am I going to be sad? Is it okay? <laughs> and I was like, yes, Rachel, it's great. Of course, what are you worried about? Uh, that's funny that there's genuine fear. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, would she, what, would I poss- what, what would she possibly be worried about? Was it, was, was it in jest or was it a, a legitimate concern? I don't always know with her. <laughs> she keeps me on my toes. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I wasn't gonna. I that's that's one a bit uh, an interesting thing about this. Um, and you know, the last one, the last time I, the first book I wrote was also with three other critical uh, filmmakers that I did that that project with. That you know. There's a, a certain level of like during uh, airing of dirty laundry and like you're you know you're revealing it's not I wouldn't say personal but in slightly intimate professional things that went on between us and making that project there's like a a level of like you know I don't want to bug every person I mentioned in this book like hey read my book and make sure you feel okay about it but there is also yes a level of you don't want especially people you actually care about and Rachel being one of the one of those people that there's you know there's people I airing dirty laundry about and that I'll say things about that I don't give a fuck what they feel, but uh, Rachel certainly is not one of those people. Uh, but I wouldn't, you know, that's, it's so much to, so much to ask you. That's why I'm so thank you know, Shawnee and you both like, so thank you so much for fucking taking the time, especially. The, I, mean, I, I, I was going to read it anyway. So I just feel right, but, for but you're, you're reading a word document. That's not even fully edited. And like, you know, it's just not, it's a really. It's so exciting. Wait. I think it's exciting. <laughs> I, I've done it once before for a friend who's a, who's written, who wrote a beautiful novel. 
And I was like, I feel so cool and insider. I'm reading a whole <laughs> book on a Word document. Look at me. Uh, well, I love that you feel that way about that doing it, but uh, it's certainly not the easiest way to consume something, and uh, especially something like this. And you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would like, especially because of her level of involvement with this, and this being one of the three films. Like, I would love to be able to like let her review it without having to ask that much of her. And I like, you know, it's like if 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 it wasn't so much focused on the producing thing, like I never would have even asked you or Shawnee to do this. It was just so much about what we were doing required some fact checking as you just demonstrated, you know? So that was why I was willing to put you out <laughs> and ask you to do this ridiculous labor. Um, There's a handful of people in my life creatively who I admire so much and respect so much that pretty much whatever they asked me to do, I'd be like, yeah. And you're one of those people. You're on my list. Well, thanks. Great. Or Kate, well, that's that's good to hear. <laughs> uh, I hope I'm as as reciprocating. <laughs> um, is there anything? Okay, yeah. Is there, is there anything you read that jarred an instance uh, occurring after producing that film with me, uh, where you you employed what you saw me do? And originally, like, when you saw me do it, you might have thought that yeah, it was like, why is he doing that? That's fucking dumb. Or I would never do that. Or da 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 Or whereas after the fact, you were like, you know what? That works here, and I'm going to do that. Is there anything like that that comes to mind maybe that you saw just at any point, for any, whether it be the producing process uh, or just even, you know, whatever, even a personal thing, whatever. Just anything that you thought originally seen me do during the making of Astro Jane where you were like, what the fuck is he doing? And after the fact, you were like, you know what? I'm actually, that was actually a good idea. <laughs> I can think of things that I've adopted from you, both personally and professionally, but I'm trying to think if there was anything where I initially was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, because I feel like I just had so much trust in you from the get-go that whatever you did, I was like, I assume there's a reason. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a good, like, um. <laughs> it's astounding to me to think that I would convey that much, uh, <laughs> authority yeah um, um i actually i only have about two minutes because carl is about to lead a, a live streamed workout on instagram okay um which i mean we can still we can keep going but he'll be he'll be talking too okay. <laughs> maybe it'll be it'll make our interview that much more interesting to have some uh, visual stimulation going on in the background there <laughs> a, sh a show of some kind <laughs> I mean, there was definitely like the the whole the the photo with the wig that you recount in the book. Okay. Yeah. What? I, I mean, uh, I yeah, remember. What, what, what was? I would want to hear just your general thoughts about. I mean, you you know, I told you those things as they were happening, but they were those that still filtered through. Uh, you know, one having other shit to deal with, some you know that couldn't have been possibly your paramount concern at the time. Two, you know, not being able, being able to look at it in its entirety in this reading as opposed to just piecemeal getting things as it was happening like what it what was your well, thoughts I remember about when, it, when it happened i told you to take it down i was like josh can you just it's not that important just just take off just, just take the photo down and you said no and i was mad about it and you were like you put your foot down and you were like i can quit do you want me to quit i'll leave <laughs> like if you would rather have like, you can either keep the picture up or I will take it down and I'll fucking walk out the door. And I was like, no, 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 please stay, please stay. 
And then I thought about it. I do not remember that. Oh yeah. I do not remember that stand. (laughs) (laughs) And and I I was like, you're invaluable. Like we can't have you quit. And then I thought about it and and realized it was a quality that I actually really deeply admired. That like what you were saying was absolutely true, and it was your own personal. (laughs) Sorry, it was your own personal Instagram page, and there was no reason for you to compromise your beliefs and your artistic freedom bullshit (laughs) like you were just you were thinking about it in a very factual way and it's something that i really admired it's something i really admire in carl too like i think that's that's like deep grounded knowing who you are and what you stand for and and that's something that i definitely feel inspired by yeah i totally i don't even now remember having a contentious moment with you about it That's fun. <laughs> I, I like. I looked at the picture and I was like, "You're right. I don't see anything wrong with this, but it's making her unhappy. So can you just take it down so we have a chill room?" Right, right. No. <laughs> uh, oh, I also this wasn't a note. It was just my own personal because I enjoyed it so much. I wrote it down. The bad analogy redacted. Oh yeah. That was, uh, I, I can tell you what it was. It was not that bad, uh, where I'm not willing to air it. Oh, did you uh, actually, I thought you were just making a witticism. I didn't no, know I had one there, and I actually was like, no, I'm just going to delete it. Uh, <laughs> take some creative license and just. That actually it. makes it even funnier or something. Yeah, new. it was something, it was, a, it was, it, it, it made me, it just made me feel icky uh, to compare myself to it. Uh, it was, it was the, like, a bug meta, metamorph, met, yeah, bug metamorphosis, met, metamorphosis, metamorphosis. Uh, analogy. So it was something about like a bug, the time they spend from pupa to larva or some shit like that. Some, something about that was way too uh, profound for me to not want to jump off the roof to compare myself to. So I just redacted it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too, fl- too flowery. You did a good job on this book. Oh, thanks, Kate. That's exactly that's the only reason. That's actually the only reason that I uh, wanted to stage this whole thing was because I knew I could get a some words of support out of you. <laughs> I already thought you were a good writer. I love your your, your screenplay, the mic micisms. Uh, yeah, that'll never fucking happen. I don't think it's uh, gonna happen, and I think that you should act in it, and it's gonna be great. That will definitely never happen, unless I just make a ton of money on Amador, and I can just waste money on things <laughs> it can be pretty marketable i just talked to um emily was calling me while i was on the phone with you earlier today so i called her back and we chatted and i brought up again the idea of, like just filming it at christmas time in amador because that like adds another marketing sure, sure. exactly yeah and it just adds it's such a beautifully visual thing you know um mm-hmm. assuming that amador oh, does something cute downtown be making christmas cookies and stuff it'll be so cute <laughs> yeah. right uh yeah and i, and I and, and maybe based on only the number of times i use the word alone in the book but uh i love juxtaposition so uh i love the idea of painting that I just further story them, in front of in front of that i just you know. had an image of them dragging out tyler's body in like a santa sack <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would totally, that would totally, um, not totally, but it would somewhat diminish my incentive to want to talk you into letting me play that role because, uh, the idea, the whole idea of being the dead body for half the time is, is 
part of the allure. <laughs> you would still have to be. I mean, it, it wouldn't actually work. So you have to be in the driver's seat of the truck. Sure, sure, sure. But maybe that's how they get them out there, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, we're not one of the purpose of this is not to develop Amador. <laughs> uh, a little bit of the same thing based on it wouldn't be if your answer hadn't known what it was, but is there anything you saw me do that you'll never do? Anything I saw you do that I would never do? Yeah. Um, so basically the opposite on the back end of the question I just asked. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just less of a curmudgeon than you are, just naturally. So as much as I admire curmudgeons and wish that I could do that, I probably wouldn't. And I don't know, I would like to, but I don't know that I would advocate for myself as much, but I, I want to. I just, I, I feel like my default space is a smile, even if I don't always want it to be. So I admire, I admire being able to just like lay down the, this is, this is more not, not a like, you did this and I would never do this. This is a terrible idea. This is more like, I don't feel like I'm happen. at a place yet where I'm able to like, just be a curmudgeon sometimes. It's, it's funny you use, because it's, it's somewhat the same thing. Uh, Shawnee's answer to that was, uh, he's like, your signs, man. He's like, your signs are too, they're too much. <laughs> it's like, I never like your signs. <laughs> you didn't want anyone to put anything on the table, and they fucking did. They still did, actually. Uh, but maybe less than they would. That's worked for me. And I was like, this is a sign, and it tells you what you're not supposed to do, and you're, you're doing the thing, so you have to not do that anymore. But yeah, but you could do that maybe without the tonality that I do them with. Uh, <laughs> also, I, I don't know if you've realized this, I'm pretty lawful good for the most part. I would, I'd give that to you, yeah. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm, I, I am very uh, predictably chaotic neutral. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty much it, actually. The way we did those last couple, it kind of makes the other ones null. So, uh, yeah, I think that's all I need to bug you about um, on, on this. Thank you so much for taking Yeah, time. of course. Sorry, I got a little, a little noisy at the end. No worries. Like I said, it gives it, it, gives it some, uh, some depth. That is a wrap on episode nine of the Filmmaking the Hard Way podcast. Thanks to Kate for taking time out of her busy quarantine to chat about my uh, impassioned indie ramblings in the book. And please do consider scoring a copy. Again, it's titled Still Filmmaking the Hard Way, and you can find it pretty much anywhere. Till next time.